0: Welcome to another bonus episode. We thought we were done, but we are not done. Welcome to another bonus episode of Uncanny Treks. Still taking that break from Babylon 5 versus Star Trek DS9 to talk about some of the things the pop culture has been throwing at us. This week it is the Disney streaming special werewolf by night I am Bob in Cascadia that is Matt in the Southland how the
1: hell are you doing the night Matt Bob we really should just reconsider the whole uh premise of the podcast it should just not be like bonus episodes we should just have like episodes without the bonus piece (laughs) well I mean isn't there a reason to call it
0: bonus because doesn't it get a little doesn't it position it a little better on the on the RSS
1: feed Maybe I don't know, but that's getting a little too technical for the audience. But let's talk yeah, about where let's talk about wherewith by night, Bob, which was also kind of technical in a sense because you had to know a lot about some of these things. Oh, I, I don't know. did you did you uh, well, I mean, I guess the first question though, Matt, did you
0: know this was coming out because uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get us the explicit tag and say I had no fucking idea.
1: Yeah, it completely slipped under the radar. I saw some things about it being advertised on like the websites I frequent, you know, like IGN hmm. and what hmm. culture and all that stuff and i was like okay i'm gonna give this a try and that's when i you know told you about it you yeah you were freaking out you were like i have no idea what this is and i was like okay
0: yeah i'd heard i'd heard a little about it too but i it was very unclear and yeah yeah and i at first i was thinking it was another show which i was kind of kind of surprised because you think you would have heard about it and i was like well i don't want to watch another show uh you know, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel have taken enough of my life. But, um, you know, it's only a 60 minute special. So it was just like, oh, well, that's nothing. I can do that standing on my head. Apparently, they're going to move into this model more often of doing like, I don't know if they're all going to be themed holiday specials, since this one is kind of a Halloween special. And the upcoming one is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. But they're going to, I guess, be moving to also be doing one-hour streaming specials as part of the MCU on Disney+, uh, Plus, which, honestly, I'm kind of glad. I would much prefer a 60-minute TV movie to these padded-out shows like Moon Knight and Miss Marvel.
1: Yeah, and a little bit of conspiracy watch here, Bob. Mm -hmm. Disney may have pushed this out just to to test the waters because this may be what they're doing with X-Men.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I saw something about that where the idea is that they... They're worried about that old complicated X Men continuity, and you know, obviously, they don't feel like they have the time or space to do what they did with the Avengers. So the idea would be to introduce the individual X Men and their backstories
1: uh, in one-hour specials. That is smart.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess.
1: I mean, come on, like you get a you get a one-shot Wolverine, a one-shot Gambit, a one-shot you know what Professor X, a one-shot Magneto, one-shot Marrow yeah we're one shot maggot one shot velocidad it's gonna be awesome
0: Ooh, Velocidad. yeah yeah one shot strong guy we love it we love it I don't know yeah I mean it might it probably is just the way things are going since you know cinema is dying around us <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. thanks Disney
0: <laughs> but I mean clearly this was the right call like you were saying if this had been a, a six or an eight part show about werewolf by night i mean jesus christ that would have been unbearable
1: that would have been terrible yeah but everything was captured really well and tight in the story so i mean it's good storytelling which is what we want (laughs) i mean what what, you know well well we'll get we'll get we'll we'll, we'll get to that i I was entertained i don't know
0: all right i was also one other thing i kind of wanted to say is framing i was a little surprised that they like called this like werewolf by night just in the sense that it's also like as heavy really on uh like the bloodstone lore from mcu specifically like elsa bloodstone and it's you know has man thing in a big role and look i i know like man thing isn't a heavy hitter matt like i'm, I'm aware of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, um but you would think that like i don't know he, he had a movie in 2005 i mean i think it was a made for tv movie but it was a movie and it's kind of like I, I don't know like I was just a little surprised that they branded this the way they did. It's like they branded it as werewolf by night instead of, like, Marvel monsters or something.
1: Yeah, I, th- I kind of agree with you on that. With The Marvel monsters thing would have been a pretty cool little thing. But they're also doing Marvel zombies, so maybe they didn't want to confuse yeah. the audience. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the idea is, you
0: know, future, future specials for... I don't know if they want to keep it as, like, an annual thing for Halloween or if they would get more frequent than that, but, like future specials with you know man thing or uh the the living mummy or elsa bloodstone or whatever
1: gotta get them specials with the man thing
0: yeah i hey man i don't know about you but uh i know my man thing is very special
1: (laughs) i do want to go back to the bloodstone bob what is marvel's fascination with gems and stones like it's it's fucking weird I mean, it is a little Freudian uh, in a
0: way. I mean, it's also very kind of, they they make a nice MacGuffin. They make a nice weapon of, you know, unimaginable mystical power, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I guess in fairness, like, I, you, you were making me think about this. And so the Bloodstone and Ulysses Bloodstone, uh, Elsa's father, first show up, I think, in 76. And so I think the first, or 75, maybe. And the first Infinity Stone had already showed up then. It showed up in 72. But I think the second um, Infinity Stone didn't show up until like 76. So when the Bloodstone was created, you know, the whole like Infinity Stone, Infinity Gauntlet thing hadn't really been figured out yet.
1: I just want to go ahead and put this out there. Please, Marvel, do not make a second Infinity Gauntlet with different stones that (laughs) are more obscure
0: think they I don't think they will I mean I could be wrong but I don't think they will
1: you got the bloodstone you got the zombie stone you got the mutant stone you got the (laughs) yeah the only
0: other the only other stone I'm aware of off the top of my head is I believe I believe there's a moonstone there's a character in Thunderbolt called moonstone and I believe she gets her powers from a moonstone but I
1: other than blood and moonstones I don't I don't know if we have I don't I don't know of any other stones in Marvel well, that's good to know, because I just, I don't want a second. Although, it would be kind of cool, though, if you had the Infinity Gauntlet on one hand, and then, like, the scary, like, Monster Gauntlet on your other hand. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you're really writing for him, Matt. You got the you got the Monster Gauntlet and in the
0: Infinity Gauntlet. Now that's double action.
1: Yeah. And Kang, Kang the Conqueror can hold them both.
0: Or or you use the zombie stone to resurrect zombie uh, Josh Brolin.
1: As, uh, to, oh. To wield them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, dog. Hire us, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some of that Disney cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what fa- you, you didn't have much
0: familiarity with uh, the Bloodstone itself. Did you have any familiarity with Elsa
1: uh, Bloodstone or Werewolf by Night or Man Thing going into this mount? The only thing I knew is that Moon, Moon Knight, when we were doing that episode, you had mentioned that he his first appearance was in werewolf by night one of those issues do
0: you remember how they were teasing us about that in the original trailer for moon Knight? vaguely yes yeah because he's like beating on like a thing that seems like it's a werewolf and you're like oh oh you know they're calling back to the fact that you know he first shows up as a you know as a as a guy to hunt the werewolf by night although that that you know quickly shifts and he becomes you know more of a kind of batman style vigilante but you know it turned out in the show that was not actually uh, werewolf by Night, or any werewolf. It was just some random, I think, jackal that Anubis had sent after him in the London Museum. Right. Whatever Moon Knight, whatever happened in Moon Knight. Yeah. We, yeah. God, that that <laughs> show sucked. I love Moon Knight, but that sh- that yeah. comic, but that show sucked so much. Yeah. I I don't know uh, Man Thing very well. Uh, he has a really famous run from the seventies that was written by Steve Gerber, who was in some ways kind of supposed to be like Alan Moore before Alan Moore was Alan Moore and people say that's a really cool run I need to read it and I have read a fair amount of the 70s werewolf by night and there's not a whole lot of other werewolf by night other than the 70s it's, it's not the best I wouldn't really recommend it but the art's pretty it's by Mike Plug, who's a really cool horror artist and you know it did uh, introduce Moon Knight which is dope and then Elsa Bloodstone is cool. She's She originally kind of debuted, I think, in the late 90s. I mean, she was always supposed to be Elsa, uh, Ulysses Bloodstone's daughter, but originally she was basically just a Buffy the Vampire Slayer knockoff. <laughs> but they kind of gone in like a harder direction with her, like especially probably the best portrayal of her is in the Warren Ellis and Stuart Eminem miniseries Next Wave, which if we ever get back to reviewing comics, that would be a fun thing for us to review at some point but she's in next wave she's in some other stuff she's the kind of uh badass monster hunter with a british accent you know who enjoys big guns so yeah very very distant from the character we have here which uh, i kind of resent but you know, this, I guess this is just doing the origin story thing, which all MCU stuff must always do. So maybe she'll
1: evolve into something slightly more familiar to people who like the comic Elsa Bloodstone. Okay. Yeah, I'd never really heard of it. I mean, I feel like I've heard the name, but I don't—I didn't associate her with anything. Yeah, you've probably seen her in the background of a crossover or something.
0: Most likely. Yeah. So were you familiar with any of the actors who were playing our, our main roles here? Uh, not really. I didn't know a lot of any of these people. Yeah, me me neither, really. I mean, Laura Donnelly is playing Elsa Bloodstone. She's apparently Northern Irish and never seen her in anything, but she's been in the
1: Outlanders and the Nevers, which are shows I've thought about watching but have not watched. The only guy that I even like had any reference to was Kirk Thatcher, the guy who plays that Scottish Hunter. Uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah what do, what do you remember old kirk thatcher from
1: oh he was he was the uh the punk in star trek 4 and then he made a return recently on picard
0: yeah yeah apparently he's not like primarily an actor he doesn't do much of it and like he's a behind the camera like a uh, guy on a lot of like muppet and other puppet stuff apparently he's also like worked with um the director of this uh special before and the guy hasn't directed uh, a film uh, before, but he did do... Do you remember that Ephraim and Dot like animated short track from a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the guy who directed this directed that. And apparently Kirk Thatcher was the narrator of the Ephraim and Dot sh- short track. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then so you didn't recognize uh, the guy playing Werewolf by Night, Gail Garcia Bernal? I didn't really know him from anything, no. Okay, so I haven't seen him in anything in like 15 years, but I, I don't know if you remember, like, uh, Mexican cinema started to get like mainstream releases in the US in like the early aughts. And he was a big star back then. Like, I think he came out of the telenovelas, but like, he kind of transitioned over to like the kind of prestige Mexican cinema. And so, um, he was in Amores Peros, he was in You Too Mama Tambien, and he was in Motorcycle Diaries, like all like in the early aughts. And I saw him in that, but I haven't seen him in like anything since that. So it's been like 15 years. And apparently he's just been doing a lot of TV work. Um, he was on a show on Amazon called Mozart in the Jungle. He's been on a miniseries called Station Eleven, which I'm somewhat tempted to read or sorry i've I've read the novel and i'm somewhat tempted to watch the miniseries but i also kind of don't want to watch the miniseries because the novel's good but i can't imagine turning it into an eight episode miniseries that just seems like entirely too much story
1: yeah don't Um, ruin the novels
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly and one other kind of weird coincidence so um the in you two mama tambien the two stars are gail garcia bernal and then diego luna who is you know, Cassian Andor in Star Wars? And so it's just kind of funny that Disney is like pushing both of them at basically the same time in like different franchises. I yeah. just find that kind of ironic.
1: Oh, maybe they just watched that other stuff and we're like, oh, we need these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so we have a few other new
0: characters too. You already mentioned Jovian, who's like the Scottish monster hunter. And then we have uh, we have Azrael, which you know, DC should get on the horn for copyright infringement. Is it
1: Azrael or is it Azarel? I think it had a slightly different. Yeah, name. yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. I think the A I think it's the they they switched the A and the R. Although I I I think Azrael is like a demon's name anyway, it so is, it's yeah. not like something DC can copyright. It is. <laughs> yeah. And then Barrasso, who you know basically just seems to be blade light like I, I don't like saying like one minority character is just the light version of another but it just seems like moraso is blade
1: light yeah i thought it was blade at first and that so it threw me off because i mean yeah. he just he looked like blade he carried himself like blade but I also thought when he hit up if he wasn't blade he looked like he had bigger ties to the mcu he's like the only guy i was like Oh, this! I'm watching something from the MCU, because look at that
0: guy. Okay. As, far, as far as I can tell, and I might be wrong, so listeners should feel free to tweet at me uh, and tell me I'm an idiot on Twitter, but as far as I, as far as I can tell, Jovan,
1: Azarel, and uh, Barrasso aren't from the comics. But the only one who looked like he carried some weight, like as far as like maybe from a comic was Barrasso. But then we, like you said, he looked like Blade. So we just thought he was Blade.
0: <laughs> Do we know anything about like what the new Blade movie is going to look like? Have you seen, well, I know it's too soon for trailers, but have have you happened to see like any pictures or anything?
1: Not a clue. No, I haven't seen anything. And it, it's going to be Marshal Ali is going to be Blade, right? Correct.
0: Yeah, I kind of wonder if they're since Wesley Snipes, i don't know i could see them going either way on this but like since wesley snipes look lucas blade is so iconic you know like on the one hand i could see them sticking pretty faithfully to that on the other hand i could see them being like well we need to just go in a totally different direction and if they go in a different direction right maybe they make him look more 70s or something I could see this being like a little, just kind of playful thing of, uh, okay, we're not going to do a Wesley Snipes blade there, but we'll do a Wesley Snipes
1: blade here, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to go the, the, I think they're going to try to like, basically just put Wesley Snipes back in. You know what I mean? Like they're just going to change the, change the actor, but it's just going to be the same kind of idea, same look, same. I, um, I don't,
0: don't want to insult Wesley Snipes because I love the man, and I'm still angry that it's like it's not him coming back. Yeah but like I Marshall Lee's got range man like I think you can I'm not saying they will but I think like he could go in a different direction and it could work he's got range and charisma I feel like that that Snipes Snipes has got charisma but I wouldn't say he has range
1: Okay. Apparently, there are some posters online, maybe, but mm-hmm. I cannot. The problem is, I can't tell if these are like actual screenshots from the film or just like some weird shit. Or they're like weird fan, fan art. Or like he is, was, or yeah. he was in another movie where he kind of looked like Blade. But no, this one looks. I oh don't know. This is it. No, nah, he's definitely wearing like all black with black glasses and stuff and looking.
0: I, I yeah. I just thought there was, might be some possibility there. Okay, I, I'm totally wrong. No, that's fine.
1: Yeah, it's it's okay, Bob not all this not all of us can keep up with these stupid movies yeah so did the the pacing of this uh of this movie feel a little weird do you uh yeah the first part <laughs> like of uh, like the first act was really quick <laughs> yeah which and I the... guess
0: when you only got a, an hour you got to
1: yeah and then it was like a whole separate section that just pops up out of nowhere and you're like okay cool yeah it was strange how they did that but I did appreciate it doesn't waste the time when you know it's such a short yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it just felt a little like a little jerky in pacing, I guess I would describe it. But whatever, yeah, you got you got to do it, and that's I that was that was fair enough. I really wish they would have drawn this out for eight episodes. Would have made. It yeah, better. yeah, no, that's really what I wanted, and so yeah, we get the the hunt obviously takes up most of the middle of the of the special movie episode (laughs) we get the nice slogan the hunt decides which is you know something you can just randomly scream out when you're walking down the street the hunt
1: decides
0: (laughs) and then another moment i actually did kind of like was right before he transforms into the werewolf by night uh jack russell uh is sniffing up elsa bloodstone uh you know basically trying to like imprint her so that he's less likely to kill her uh, which I, I thought was a kind of interesting visual.
1: Okay, let me tell you, there are two scenes in this film that I was like that really stood out when I thought it was kind of weird. The first okay. was when you get the like, the like the robot Ulysses Bloodstone thing like comes up and like tells them all about like what's going on that night, uh-huh. and then they put it back in. That's when I knew some weird shit was going on.
0: <laughs> and then
1: and then when he's sniffing away at Elsa, that was creepy. Like it, it had it had some sexual tension there, but it was just it it was it, it was did. also like yeah like i don't i don't know it was a little
0: gail garcia bernal is a beautiful man uh matt especially in that makeup (laughs) yeah it was it was was a little kinky a little kinky um what do you think of the actual design of the werewolf uh uh, it it was okay
1: i kind of liked it i just the leaping man the leaping he was everywhere and the cgi for that was not great that was part of the problem that
0: It also kind of, I don't know, there was something very kind of like slow and clunky in some ways about the movements in this, which I'm not saying that is a criticism. It kind of fit like the whole thing having this kind of 1930s, 1940s universal horror monster vibe, you know, with like the kind of cool like gothic art deco buildings. And I don't know, there was something about like having him leap like that. I mean, A, it just visually looked like shit. But it also just sort of compromised, like, the kind of tone of it. It was too much, like, modern action movie language in, like, a 1930s horror movie, you know?
1: Yeah, there was a lot of that. I I don't know. I, I was okay with it. It was, it was, it is what it was. It was so different from your, your typical Marvel movie, in my opinion, that they just made it fun to watch. <laughs> Can I,
0: this is a total sidebar, but can I tell you my uh, my theory for how we could fix the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yes, Bob. How can we fix the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So I've been watching a crime story, uh, the late 80s Michael Mann uh, Cops and Gangsters show. And, you know, it's a, it's a solid show. Uh, it does a lot of serialized storytelling, uh, by, at least by late 80s standards. But, you know, it's also a late 80s show. And so most episodes, you have a brawl. Uh, that's kind of i would i would say not inspired by batman 66 but a very batman 66 type brawl and i was thinking about this like how much better the mcu would be is if they just modeled all their action on batman 66 fight scenes <laughs> okay <laughs> more more believable occasionally people can use a chair or a knife yeah. but you know it's just just people punching you know, you can do the bam, biff, pow. It'd be, great. It'd
1: be I think, great. I think it would be kind of cool. It'd be a whole different setup. I even think that would be... No, but here's the thing, Bob. What they should do is this shouldn't be a Marvel thing. This should be a DC thing. They could oh. totally make their whole this universe... Is they com- take,
0: this is finally how they solidify DC as a universe that matters. This is how they take the
1: reins and run with it, Bob. And you figure <laughs> it out.
0: Just just a whole Batman 66 cinematic universe.
1: You know, you know you're getting a CGI shit fest with Marvel... But with DC, you're getting pals and biffs. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell
0: yeah. Um, I, w- I will say partly maybe my uh, outlandish theory that I think I think Matt has some thinly veiled contempt for, or my outlandish solution, was caused by the fact that the, the fight scenes with the werewolf in this uh, nearly gave me a stroke. Like, <laughs> oh my god. And it, it was so weird because... Like there's this flashing strobe light, which I'm normally not that bothered by strobe lights, but I guess in black and white it's worse. And it just made no sense because like in the same environment, Elsa is fighting Blade Light and Azarel, and there's no strobe lights in her fight scenes, but there are there is this uh incessant strobe in the werewolf fight scenes. And oh my god, it was I I, I think I have epilepsy now.
1: Yeah, it's seizure-inducing, Bob. It's seizure-inducing. You just gotta... I I don't know why they went with that. And you're you're absolutely right. Like, how did they not catch that? Like, (laughs) continuity between the same scene? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got the strobe effect here, but let's cut it out for this one. Give everybody a break.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like, I am not a man who's, like... Like, I'm not very, like, photosensitive. And I, I, but this just, like, was like, oh, my God. I had to, like, go to work after I watched this, and it was just like,
1: what am I doing? I'm so sick. <laughs> Damn, Werewolf by Night, you fucked up Bob's life. <laughs> Bob, Bob's homeless in Seattle now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, no, you miss, you miss one day of work in Seattle. They'll, they'll make you homeless out here with the rents, <laughs> dear God.
1: He's living better now than he was. No kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> rough,
1: rough. Mm. So let's talk about this ending, Bob.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the MCU gets a lot of shit for like having a lot of cutesy bullshit at, uh, you know, like a lot of kind of like forced camaraderie and forced quipping and forced banter, and you know. When you end your horror movie with Werewolf by Night and Man-Thing agreeing to go get sushi, you kind of have to see uh, say that people have a point.
1: Yeah, uh, Marvel can't write themselves an ending to save their lives. And I was going to save this for one of our other podcasts, but this is a perfect segue into this, Bob. Let's Hell talk yeah. about that She-Hulk finale, which I know you haven't seen it, but I'm going to tell you what happens. And this oh, is, hell yeah, brother. This this is spoilers for anyone who is going to watch She-Hulk. Stop now or just skip ahead a couple of minutes. But, yeah,
0: because they, they're going to want to hear our rankings, Matt. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. tell yeah. them you're, to You're going to want to
1: hear the list. Yeah, we've got lists coming up, guys. <laughs> we got all the lists you want. Uh, but here's how the uh, season, season one of She-Hulk ends. Even the dogs are getting upset about this shit. She-Hulk is confronted by the Abomination, okay? Okay.
0: Is that the villain from the Ed Norton Hulk movie? Yes,
1: yes. Okay. That guy. All right. He's a motivational speaker, like the guy that is the Abomination.
0: Oh, is he like Jordan Peterson?
1: Yeah, he's not supposed... Yeah, he's yes, exactly. He's not supposed to go into his... uh, abomination form that's
0: kind of funny i kind
1: of that that's
0: actually the first thing i've heard about the show that actually kind of makes me want to watch it
1: that's that's the yeah that's that he's actually pretty good in it and he is moving forward in the mcu there's going to be other shit so it's going to be good. Okay. okay that's a good part but anyway so he is doing a motivational speech for a group of people that hate she-hulk okay and they have leaked she-hulk's sex tape and private information onto the internet uh... So th- this is like the
0: Rotten Tomatoes uh, comment section.
1: But yeah, but really what it boils down to is they're jealous of She-Hulk's power. So uh, this they they get this dude to have sex with She-Hulk in one in one episode where she really thinks she's in love, but actually they steal her blood. And uh, this guy injects himself with her blood and becomes another Hulk.
0: The guy she had sex with? No,
1: another guy. The the guy that, run, guy. The guy that runs the 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 whole cult of Hating She Hulk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now you've got Abomination and this Hulk guy, like this new Hulk guy that just. Do they give him a name, or is he just random new Hulk? Th- there's no name. Okay. Okay. Now, at the same time, the Hulk returns to help She Hulk in this battle.
0: Oh wow, that's that's uh, that's kind of surprising.
1: Okay, Bob. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So you've got all this going on. Yeah. 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 She Hulk decides to break the fourth wall. Looks uh-huh. at the damn camera and says, I hate how Marvel movies always end this way. <laughs> okay, now you're like, okay, this is fucking weird. So then She-Hulk says, I'm not doing this. She walks out and then proceeds to go to the Disney Plus uh, selection screen. Uh-huh. Like she literally is in her show. And she uh-huh. looks around, and she looks for a show that has more to do with, like, Infinity Stones and Avengers and shit. And she, I don't remember what it was, but she jumps out of her little box, goes down to the other one, and ends up at, I guess, Marvel Disney headquarters or some shit, uh-huh. and, and asks to speak with Kevin. Now, Kevin, of course, is Kevin, I'm sorry, I, let me let me rewind for a minute. She does, first she, she attempts to talk to the writers, And they have the same shitty ideas over and over again, and they keep Uh showing that it's the same thing over and over again. They're showing that there's a pattern to these movies and films and things. Yeah. Okay. And there's supposedly all these little Easter eggs in the writers' room, but I I didn't really give a fuck. So anyway, so we, (laughs) so then she asked to talk to Kevin. Like no one talks to Kevin. They go in, and Kevin is actually she gets to him. Kevin is actually some kind of like AI. I don't know if you're familiar with Portal or Uh, Half Life. Well, there's this thing called Glados. It's like a robot that like comes uh-huh. down from the ceiling and like. Okay, so
0: when you said there was a robot named Kevin, I went to the the late '70s Fantastic Four cartoon that had a robot named Herbie. That's kind of what I was
1: thinking of. No, nah, th- this thing like it's like a projector like thing that comes down from the anyway, uh, but it's K okay. E V I N. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. and it, it stands for something. I was I was so like annoyed. I stopped. I didn't pay attention to it. But anyway, She Hulk then convinces. Kevin that they should not have a fight scene and all this shit. She does mention that she asks when the X Men are gonna show up. One one cool thing. Okay. She basically states her case, you know, the whole lawyer thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kevin agrees that's fine. So it ends, it just kind of cuts away to she Hulk with her family having like them all meeting Matt Murdock who's now like her boyfriend
0: had that been established earlier in the show oh like yeah yeah that? yeah
1: yeah. Oh, okay, the okay. episode I told you to watch the good one which was the last episode that uh-huh. that was an awesome episode this was okay. fucking weird part of it was that Kevin Feige wanted Hulk to show up with his son Sakar or whatever uh, his name is <laughs> oh yeah 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 from Planet Hulk and She-Hulk was like why does that need to happen <laughs> so so they're all eating dinner just talking like having a good time and then hulk shows up with his son and then and then she looks at the camera and is like and that's the end
0: so i mean look man i gotta say when you first described part of this to me over text you basically just said she hulk meets uh you know kevin feige who's a robot yeah and I i was like oh that sounds terrible Now that you actually explain it in depth, that that actually kind of sounds awesome.
1: It but it's still like see, I thought with you though, Bob, you hate breaking the fourth wall. Trust me, this is like the ultimate like they'll never they'll never break the fourth wall like this again. I do hate I do hate breaking the fourth wall, usually.
0: But like the thing that I kind of admire about this conceptually, right? Like, so look, She-Hulk, if people don't know, uh, and I'm sure many of the many of the incels complaining about the show don't know like she regularly breaks the fourth wall, right? Like right. I'm I'm not read the John Byrne series, but I think it's the John Byrne series where she does it constantly. And the later stuff that emphasizes her being like a lawyer more, like the the Charles Soul and the Dan Slot stuff, she'll she'll just sometimes like look at the camera in the comic and say something, but it's usually not like a a constant feature of the stories, right? Right. So like I actually kind of like this because it sort of sounds like it's it's unifying like the two different aspects of her character that like on the one hand she's a lawyer and on the other hand she knows she's a comics character and I think that's actually kind of funny and cool I don't, and it also the fact that it's like sort of making fun of all some of these awful conventions I mean at least in theory I don't know how it looks when you actually watch
1: it but at least in theory that sounds kind of cool but let's let's think about this for a minute though Bob Marvel knows what they're doing I guess that they're pumping yeah, yeah. out the same damn film over and over again, the same yeah, plots yeah. over and over again. And they're basically telling us they're doing it. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they're not
1: going to change.
0: No. And we're going to still not.
1: we're, we're going to keep eating it up.
0: Well, I guess the question is like but the the world we the world the option we live in and the world we live in, Matt, is Marvel keeps pumping out the same damn thing. Or they pump out the same damn thing, but they at least make fun of themselves for doing it once. <laughs> and I don't know. Like I guess I kind of prefer the latter as an option.
1: Well, here's what I, here's my suggestion to you. Don't watch the whole Shield series. I don't think you're going to give a shit about the first couple episodes. But the six, the episode six and the finale. Maybe you should give it a shot to so see. I, I think, too, the part you're missing is also the dialogue. Is Since I just mm-hmm. gave you what happened, the dialogue yeah, yeah. is shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean,
0: yeah, it, it, it is. I'm reacting to your verbal summary, which is quite a bit different from seeing
1: the thing. Right. Well, so it's only nine episodes, is that right? Uh, I think so. Hold on. No, it's, I don't think it's nine episodes. It's She Hulk. Oh yeah, it is nine. Damn! How do I? How do I, how do I say six? Yeah, it's nine episodes, and it's called who. It, well, in the finale, it's called "Whose Show Is This?"
0: Ah. Uh, so. Well, see, Matt, this is perhaps going to compromise the rankings that we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah. But like uh, the how I watch these uh, the Marvel and Star Wars Disney streaming things is that I uh, I call my family. And I talk to I talk to my brother or my mom or my dad or my grandmother, and I just have it playing on in the background with the sound off and the subtitles on. That's like how I do it. Yeah. But and I I was you know auditioning like what what was the next show for my my family talks, and I, it was either going to be uh, Star Wars or She Hulk, and when you, or Aunt Cassie and Andor or She Hulk. And when you told me about She-Hulk the first time, I was like, "Oh, that's terrible. It's definitely going to be Andor." <laughs> but brother, I've I've watched uh, now what three episodes of Andor while talking to family, and it's so fucking boring.
1: It's the it's it's so bad. I, I made it through episode one and I was done. It was it was a one and done thing for me. I couldn't watch that. An- another
0: another friend told me it got better in episode three. It did not get better mm. in episode three. It's so boring. Yeah. So I, 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 I mean, what I'm saying is, and I also, I just assumed that um, Andor was like six episodes, like most of these Star Wars things have been. And so I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's been really boring, but I'll, I'll plow through the other three episodes, you know, on the phone with my family, just so I can give it a negative ranking on Letterboxd. Yeah. But then I found out that no, no, actually they're going to be, I think 12 episodes this season and they're in production for a second and final
1: season of 12 more. And oh, it's God. just like, Oh my God, I, I can't Jeez. do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of putting uh, the Star Wars stuff on hiatus for a while. There's just too much content and not enough substance. <laughs> what, all, all of it's bad. Yeah. I mean, the, it, the, the meat of the mandalorian seasons were good
0: but i i hate the finales and then god yeah. you you were right i i want i watched the obi-wan show because i wanted to be able to troll you and be like no bad you're <laughs> wrong this is actually like the good star wars and brother i couldn't i couldn't say that to you i couldn't lie to you like
1: it, that it, it's, it's bad it's, it's bad it's real bad it's real bad all right bob so let's get to the let's get to what everybody wants these lists bob we got to get this Yeah, yeah,
0: out. everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. So, uh, we're ranking the Marvel Disney TV shows that we've seen. Matt, you want to rank first.
1: All right, Bob. So, my number 1 Disney TV show for Marvel Disney TV show is WandaVision. Boo. I love WandaVision. You Boo. hate WandaVision. I love it. It was awesome. Yeah. It was an awesome thing. All right, my second is going to be the, is going to be She-Hulk. Even though I didn't like the finale, it's it's been pretty good up to this point, up to that finale. Uh, and I think the I think the finale is very much just a decisive thing for most fans yeah uh, divisive yeah yeah not I say disi- <laughs> no, not I say decisive sorry divisive yeah. it's very <laughs> sorry divisive it's a very divisive thing for fans because it, it, it really pushes that fourth wall thing probably further than Deadpool even did so <laughs> wild. wild, it's crazy. This my one question since I
0: can't rank She-Hulk since I've not watched it with the sound off while talking to my family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: is does it actually succeed in being episodic? Uh, everything's connected. It, it's it's not episodic. It's uh okay. It, it, so it, but it is it like I don't know. Is it? It,
0: it sounds like it's more episodic than like Miss Marvel or Moon Knight though. Uh. Yeah. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, it's not. Okay, so it's not gonna because my my complaint, you know, that we'll get to is that like Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight all should have just been mediocre two hour movies instead of mediocre six hour
1: miniseries. Yeah, you could, you probably could have cut some stuff from She Hulk, and it it would have been. It wanted to be episodic, but it's not. It's oh interesting. So trying but failing. Yes. There's just okay. too many things that connect it all together that you have to... But like I said, you could watch probably <clears throat> episode eight and nine. You're going to be missing some stuff, but you're mm-hmm. smart enough to figure it out. Like, you're not going to... I'm giving you credit. Okay. You, you could probably catch on pretty quick and figure out what's going on. <laughs> or watch the previously on and figure it out. Yeah.
0: Okay, so your number your number one was Division. Your number two was She-Hulk. Don't yeah. keep us in suspense.
1: What was your number three? Miss Marvel, Bob. Miss Marvel. I enjoyed that. Alright, number four, Werewolf by Night. This this thing we've talked about. Then I go with What If. I, I was not the biggest fan of What If. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I didn't mind the cartoon format. I liked that they brought in the actors from the films to do the voice work. But it just, it wasn't my favorite. And some of the stories were kind of hit or miss. Loki is after that. I, the only thing I liked about Loki was you got to see other versions of Loki. That was it. Mm. <laughs> there wasn't really anything You get great. to see Alligator Loki. Yeah, you gotta see Alligator Loki, you gotta see old Loki. So
0: what? you're not you're not excited about Kang, Matt. I, I understand
1: that Kang shows up in Loki. <laughs> no, not not excited about that. After Loki, I would go Hawkeye. Hawkeye was boring. Ugh. Yeah. Just boring. Moon Knight is my la- on the last one on my list. It's just bad. Yeah, There's so much they could have done with that. Real bad. And they just blew it. Are do you know are we getting a second season of Moon Knight? Do you know? Um,
0: I don't know. I think it's still up in the air. Um, and I I think they definitely are gonna bring back Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight, but I think it's kind of up in the air. Will he just be showing up in other stuff, or will they do a second a second series?
1: Sometimes I wonder though if that had I not read the comics before watching the show, if I would have liked it better. But. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for me, the reason that WandaVision, Hawkeye and Moon Knight are my bottom three is that I have a lot of affection for those characters and for specific runs that the shows are referencing. And for the most part, I think doing really bad jobs of referencing, like the most notable example of that is in Hawkeye. They're really just doing the Matt Fraction, David Aha run, but they're doing it all wrong. Like they they don't get the character of Kate Bishop at all. I, it really makes me angry how badly they mess her character up and also just um what's his face Jeremy Renner is not he's just not the same Hawkeye and so you shouldn't do you shouldn't do the fraction David aha Hawkeye because like Jeremy Renner is not that Hawkeye And likewise like I, I don't like the the Wandavision is doing a spin on the Tom King vision run and I don't like some of the choices it makes there at all. And with Moon Knight, they just went with the most boring version of Moon Knight and just stretched it out to six hours and did nothing <laughs> with it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that I, that would be why those three are on, like, the bottom three for me. And then I guess I would say for my top three, I would say Werewolf by Night. Just, it's an hour. Oh, thank God, it's just an hour. <laughs> Even though it's not very great in a lot of ways, it's just an hour. And then... I would say, what if uh, number two, I I didn't really like what if that much. And I was also a little annoyed because I watched it because I had the impression I would need to have seen it to understand Doctor Strange, too. Yeah. And that was, in <laughs> fact, not the case. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it was at least short. The animated the animated parts were cool. I'm definitely not going to watch season two, but whatever. And then I would put Miss Marvel at number three. I like Miss Marvel a lot. The the comic character, I mean, And the show mostly gets what's good about her i the new version of the origin not the best i guess and i also just don't like that the show is you know a six hour origin story i would rather just have miss marvel having adventures (laughs) but um you know it's man it's it's been pretty dire uh, this whole disney plus streaming thing it sounds like she hulk might be honestly the one i might come away liking more than these others
1: i don't know like the whole phase four has been kind of eh. <laughs> like little, little hiddenness
0: yeah well it's one of those weird things where it's like they're trying to branch out and diversify which is good but as you were saying with she-hulk they're still kind of just doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> and so it's like there's like oh it's branching out to all these other characters but it's just the same story and i don't i don't know that's frustrating
1: uh, going back to what you said about what if, I think Marvel needs like disclaimers before their movies that you have to have seen this and this and this before you can watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, read this first. Like, at least to have in the comic books. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> check it, out issue number whatever, whatever for the yeah. story.
0: Well, yeah, because with Doctor Strange, you really needed to have seen... You, I mean, I got through it without having seen, what, Spider-Man 8? Uh, but you really needed to have <laughs> seen Spider-Man 8 and one division for Dr. Strange to make sense.
1: Yes, Bob, you really needed to see Spider-Man can't go home or whatever before you could
0: oh yeah yeah you're gonna make fun of me for calling it spider-man eight and then you can't remember i can't remember which the, of the three home titles it
1: is because they're functionally interchangeable and tell you nothing about the stupid movie spider-man spider-man no way home yes it does it does tell you about the movie spider-man no way home the, the spider-mans couldn't get back you, to their home you could
0: have no way home from europe You could have No Way Home from The Vulture. You could have No Way Home from The Multiverse. All of these are possible,
1: Matt. No, Bob, when they were in Europe- doesn't
0: tell me which of the three it is.
1: Bob, when they were in Europe, they were far from home.
0: There could be No Way Home from Europe. Jake Gyllenhaal is (laughs) fucking No Way Home from Europe, Matt. (laughs) Oh, they're far, they're far from home, Matt. Are they far from home in Europe? Are they far from home in the multiverse? Are they far from home in Brooklyn where
1: he's fighting the Vulture? I don't know. And then Bob Homecoming was just Spider-Man coming home to the Marvel Universe. After he'd already come home in Civil War. I,
0: I Yeah, that and, and also they had the Homecoming dance, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that
0: part. Because, <laughs> shit, well... There you have it. And and also, Michael Keaton is coming home to making superhero movies after pretending he was better than it for 30 years.
1: (laughs) He's like, shit, I could have had a lot more money (laughs) and I just put that stupid costume on a couple more times. (laughs) Man, after he turned down that role in Yellowstone, it just didn't work out for him.
0: (laughs) I still kind of want to watch Yellowstone because I kind of (laughs) want to see what kind of... I wanna see like what real America likes in T V these days.
1: Oh my god. I, it's I know uh, what
0: fake liberal America likes in T V, but I wanna see what real America likes in TV.
1: All the people I work with love Yellowstone. I've watched the first two episodes. It's not bad. It's just it reminds me of like not Dynasty, but really one of yeah, the other shows. Dallas. Like one of Dallas, that's the one. Kind of, it was like stuff like Dallas and a lot of, like, land ownership things that white people have problems with. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Do I give it to one of my sons To yeah. both of my sons? Honestly,
1: to God, Bob, that's... Yes, that's the plot. <laughs> that's, like, the first episode. Good job, Bob. <laughs> well,
0: I, I just kind of like the idea of, like, you know, I have a bunch of my friends coming over tonight to watch a movie. Uh, most of them have PhDs. And we've, we've talked about this before, but it's, like, what if, like... Oh man what if we just all sit down like like anthropologists like oh man what does red america want about <laughs> television let's watch yellowstone and try to anthropologically understand the mind of the average american that that's
1: exactly what that is <laughs> it's you can t- you know you know that the all the characters vote for trump like it's just the... <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah hell yeah oh. well and i recently i think it was i watched like the blue state version of yellowstone on amazon prime it was called outer range and it was like (laughs) what if yellow what if yellowstone but also time travel but also we don't do much with the time travel and uh it old josh brolin and then no one else you've ever heard of and also like josh brolin was playing a fucking grandfather in it man like a fucking
1: grandfather he's just so old He's so old now. I'm kidding. He's not I, really. Is he? I don't think so, no. He's not. Yeah. I guess he's, he old, was, for, he's uh, old for Hollywood, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew Hollywood had, uh, had insane ideas about when women got old. I, did, I, I, I thought they were a little more generous to men in that regard. He's 54. Oh, shit. Okay. I guess he kind of got a late start. I, I didn't realize he was in his 30s when he did No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Huh.
1: 2007. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I can't. I can't really recommend Blue State Yellowstone, aka <laughs> Outer Range, on Amazon Prime,
1: to be honest. All right. Well, we'll yeah. Let's listen. And guys, honestly, I I I would recommend maybe watch Werewolf by Night. It may not be your thing. You'll know pretty quick going in if you like it or not. I enjoyed it. What about you, Bob? Despite putting it on the top,
0: I don't know that I would actually tell people that this is worth watching, but I don't know. I mean, I watched it, so. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. So there, there you, have also, it, guys. If you, if you have it,
0: Also, if you have any sort of photosensitivity at all, you should probably not watch it. <laughs> that, yeah, that would that, be the big that thing. Yeah, that is
1: true. I didn't catch that, but it's probably because I was looking at my phone. So. <laughs> <laughs> how, dare, how dare you betray the listener's yeah, trust sorry, like that, Matt? Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> all right oh man can i tell you the you can cut this if you want but can i tell you the funny thing that i'm trolling one of my liberal friends about sure he keeps he keeps wanting me to say that i will vote for joe biden in 2024 and i keep telling him i'm sorry man i'm a single issue voter and that single issue is not having a nuclear war
1: That's a good issue to, to support, Bob. You, gotta,
0: you, you know, if you got to draw a line somewhere, that seems yeah. to be the place to draw the line. You know
1: what? I'm going to use that around my conservative friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's a perfect response that is, is like, you know... Good. I don't. I don't it's have to. I don't have to like talk about my. Uh, you know, talk about abortion rights and all this other stuff that I don't really want to get into. <laughs> Just be like, well, I mean,
0: I think the. I think the argument though would be that like. I mean, who knows? We'll see. But. It seems like Trump is less likely to start a nuclear war than Joe
1: Biden, it seems like. Yeah, he kind of likes to make friends with all these people, because he knows he can get kickbacks eventually. It's going to be nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's a a real estate tycoon, and he
1: understands that nuclear war is a
0: bad deal. You can't use the land for years afterwards, It's a really (laughs) bad deal.
1: We should look in the Art of the Deal, Bob, the book, and see if we can figure out if it says anything in there about it. (laughs) He'll add a new chapter. The art of the yeah. deal in nuclear war.
0: Yeah, the art the art of avoiding the bad deal of nuclear war.
1: <laughs> Do you want to use bottle caps as currency, guys? Because that's where we're heading if you vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> one of
0: the one of the funniest bits about Trump I've ever seen is they were playing a clip of him on a show I used to love called The Michael Brooks Show. The, the host sadly died. And it was him saying, that, well, I'm just telling you folks, it's a bad deal. And where it should have stopped... Was it the idea
1: phase? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Bob. we we'll see you all for this podcast All right, so
0: this has been uh the uh, uncanny treks bonus episode despite matt trying to oppress my free speech and not let me say this <laughs> episode it's been the uncanny treks bonus episode on werewolf by night uh we'll be back soon with an episode on moonfall and then we'll be back to the two great 90s space station shows babylon 5 versus star trek ds9 i am bob in cascadia that is matt in the southland have a good night folks
1: I'm a little worried the reboot might be up by the time we get back to Babylon 5 or DS9. <laughs> Matt, look,
0: JMS is begging people to tweet about the reboot. The reboot's not going to happen. As, um, soon as, as soon as JMS said on Twitter, I've never asked a favor from the fans before, but I'm going to tomorrow. Um, I was like, oh, so it's not going to happen.
1: That's, no what the, that's what that means. <laughs> All right, fans. Well, thanks for listening.